Today's daf is daf Pedalid. We're holding the top of Pedalid Amr Aleph. We are in the middle of a sugya. We had a Mishnah yesterday that said that if a woman says Kainam Sha'ani Nana Libriyais, she made a nether that I am precluding myself from benefiting from humanity. So we had a three-way machlokas, but the machlokas hinged on does she include her husband in that statement or not? Is humanity does she consider her husband part of humanity or not? Is he included in that? So now, the next uh, part of the, 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 the throughout this parak, right? So it says, He is not able to be mefer. Now, why is he not able to be mefer? So now, if he's not included in the statement, then it makes a lot of sense. Because even though she's not able to benefit from humanity, but she still is able to benefit from her husband. And since she's able to get benefit from her husband, she can live off her husband. She doesn't need humanity. And therefore, it's not a neder of, of Inui Nefesh, let's say. Or it's not because he's able to support her, right? That was the one way of learning. And then there's an independent statement that basically says that if, uh, according to, it was a... Uh, uh, the, 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 the Rava and Rav Nachman, that it, right, either according to one shot is, if let's say the husband is indigent and is not able to feed her, she still has an out, because she's able to either eat, that's the next statement, from Leket Shecha and Pei, which are Matnas Aniyim, which is not considered getting benefit from the owner, because the Torah makes it Hefker. Right? And therefore, it's not getting benefit from the owner, she's allowed to still get benefit. Or, according to the way Rav Nachman explained at the end of yesterday's daf, is that if she gets divorced from her husband, and now he would be part of humanity, because she only precluded him from the nether because it was her husband. But now he is included in humanity, so now the nether affects him too. She still is able to support herself from Leket Shecha Peya. So whether you learn like Rav, or like Rav Nachman, those are two ways. There was a third way, we're not going to go to that third way. But it means when she said that Kainah Min Abriyos, she does not include her husband. That was the way we left off yesterday with Rav Nachman. And I think the first shot was Rav's shot, I think also as well. Uh, was it Rav or Ula? What are the other shots from over there? Now, ask him or Akasha. Eisrei, Rav or Rav Nachman. So Rav has Akasha and Rav Nachman. You telling me when she makes a general statement, including humanity, she does not include the husband. Fahatanan, we learned in a Mishnah. This is a Mishnah later on in Daptsadi. It says as follows, Natula Animina Yehudim. Now the Gemara right now is equating the statement of Kaina Mina Briyos to Natula Mina Yehudim. Alright? Now, the, we're going to see Natula Mina Yehudim, we understand specifically referring to Tashmish. That I am not allowed to have relations Mina Yehudim from Jews. Yafer Chelkai Utehe so, he can be made for his chalik, says the Mishnah. He can be made for the chalik that, uh, uh, that, that precludes him from having relations. And therefore, and he can continue to have relations with his wife. Alright? But to hey natula mina yehudim, from the rest of the yehudim, she is still precluded, the nether is still in effect. Now, there's two ways 
to read through the next few lines of the Gemara. There's a simple manner, just straight up simple manner, but you have to leave out a couple of lines of the Gemara. It's not the gears that we have. Or there is the gears that we have, which the Ron brings down, which is a much more of a complex, more lumdisha compound way. So let me tell you the simplest understanding. The simplest understanding, apples to apples, we're assuming that when you say, Natula mina Yehudim, you also the same thing as Kainam mina Briyos. So therefore, if you tell me like Rav Nachman, you say Kaidim in Abrios, you don't include the husband. So then when you say the Tulam in Yehudim, should also not include the husband. Well, if it doesn't include the husband, why does the husband have to be made for his chalik? Elamai, the Tulam in does include the husband. Well, if the Tulam Yehudim includes the husband, then Kaidim in Abrios should also include the husband. That's the straight up question. Now, what's the answer? The answer is, is that no. That there's difference, not apples to apples. Why? Because the Tulamina Yehudim, we understand, is focusing on Tashmish. Right? We understand that it's focusing on being intimate. Now, this is a married woman. Every other person in huma- in, amongst Yehudim are usher to her anyway. So the thrust of saying the Tulamina Yehudim could not be going on everybody else. Why? So obviously in this case she must be going on the husband as well. And therefore in this case he has to be made for his chalik. Whereas minabriyos, we're not focusing on tashmish, it's focusing on food, other types of benefits. So there you could say does not include the husband. But when it's a tulaminayudim, that for sure does include the husband because it makes no sense for her to say for Tashmish, everybody else, and anyone else is also Sierra does. That's the straight up way of reading it. Now let's read it this way and I'll show you what you have to leave out. If you tell me the husband is not included in the statement of our Mishnah of Kainim Shani Nenemin Abriyos, so then the Chaira, so then, uh, uh, so, uh, so, uh, one second. So, uh, 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 so, uh, 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 Shani hacha. The mechacha mil said it's different over here because in the case of Minatulamin Ayudim, it's clear she's answering herself on something that would be mutter. Tashmish Amita, the only one otherwise it would be mutter is the husband. So here clearly the husband is included. Alright? That's pretty much just a straight up. We compared the two and we said it's not comparable. Alright? Let me tell you the gears of Algamara, which the Ran goes with, which is much more of a Lundishup shot. But the Gemara goes like this. The Gemara understands it as follows. Is that the question is, you're telling me that when you make a blanket statement, Natula uh does not include the husband. So in the Natula Mina Yehudin should can't be uh can't be going on Tashmish. Right? Because if it's going on Tashmish and you're not including the husband, then what? Then you're offered to everybody else anyway. Therefore, what the assumption is, when she says, Natula mina Yehudim, can't be going on Tashmish, since it's not including the husband, must be going on any other benefits, not necessarily Tashmish. That means she's making a statement that any other Jew, she's not allowed to get benefit from. We're not talking about beer. We're talking about food, clothing, drink. If that's the case, 
then Lechorah, why shouldn't the husband be able to be made for? That if it's going on every other benefit, she's not going to be able to get any benefit from any other Jew. He should be able to be made for, you know why? Because it's an nefesh. It's an inner nefesh. Inner nefesh, that kind of minapeiris. And therefore, you should, it should have a permanent ability to be made for. Not even for while in marriage, be able to be made for, even if after they get divorced, the nether should be able to... Uh, so therefore, the question the one is asking is, if you're telling me that included the husband, then I can say it's going on Tashmish, I would understand. You're telling me it doesn't include the husband. If it doesn't include the husband, it cannot be going on Tashmish. If it cannot be going on Tashmish, but it's going on other benefits. If it's going on other benefits, then the husband should be able to be made for. Not because of, because of intimacy, because it's going on other benefits. Be able to make for because it is an inu nefesh. That is the Gemara's kasha. What's that? That what? We don't want from what? What we learn what? Saying we don't need this, it's not harshness, then everything else. No, no, because we said they're coming up, pay We just explained that's what the Tulum in Ayyuddin would be referring to other benefits. That's the Kiddush no. that we'll be referring to. On that, the Gemara says, no, the, the assumption's incorrect. The Tulum in Ayyuddin does mean Tashmish, and because it means Tashmish, it does include the husband, and that's the ter- And therefore, since it includes the husband, that's why it has to be made for. That would be the, that's the Shaklavataria of the way, according to the second way of learning, which is the Ron's way of learning. So let's read inside. So, Gemara says, like this. So the Mara says, Now if you tell me the husband's not included in Briyosh, so Lechari is also not included in the Tulum in Yehudim. If he's not included in the Tulum Yehudim, Tulum Yehudim therefore cannot be going on Tashmish. If it's not going on Tashmish, it's going on other benefits. If it's going on other benefits, therefore Nedre Inu Nefeshem, Biyafar and he should be able to permanently be Mayfair for everybody that nether, and therefore, why is it only for himself? Not for, he should be, it, it should be inu nefesh, not varn shebeinu leveinu. And the, te, the Bach takes out the words emelah. I answer the Gemara, shanehacha, the muchacha milsadal heterek asenavsha. It's different over here, because it is going on Tashmish, and clearly if it's going on Tashmish, he had to be including himself, and since he's including himself, it's going on things of intimacy, it only impacts on him, he can make for himself, he cannot be made for everyone else, and that's the second way of understanding this. The, the, the way to reconcile. Let's go right uh, now. This touches a little bit on what Adam was talking about before. We said in our Mishnah, let's just go the, 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 the learning the way the, the, the first and third shot learned is that Kainam Shani Nana Libriyos, when she makes Kainam Libriyos, it does not include the husband. But even if the husband is indigent, she still can survive by doing what? By eating leket, shikha, and peyah. Now we said, clearly the fact that she's able to eat leket, shikha, and peyah, what does it tell you about the nature of this matnas aniyim? The nature of leket, shikha, and peyah is that the owner does not have the right of determination of who it should go to. Because if the owner had the right to determine which ani it should go to, then what? That should be benefiting. Then she'll be benefiting from him, and if she'll be benefiting from him, then she would not be allowed to have like a chirapeya. So therefore, the way the Torah classifies like a chirapeya is that you don't have a right of benefiting. Any other ani can, uh, and you don't, you're not of determination. Therefore, any ani can come and take it. And therefore, she's allowed to take it because it's not considered like getting it from the owner. So that's not bound by the nether. Okay? That, that's right. So let's see inside. So when I say like this, it points out there is another type of matnas ani, which is called, uh, called meiser ani. Let's just have a quick uh, review. What's meiser ani? We know when a farmer, a farmer uh, has a hundred bushels of grain that is tevel, that is untied, 
So the first two percent goes to the Kohen. What's that called? Truma. The next ten percent goes to the Levi, which is known as Miser Rishon. The next ten percent on the first, second, fourth, fifth year is called Miser Shady, where the owner of the farmer keeps, but he can only eat it after he takes it up to Yerushalayim. And on the fourth and sixth year, that is known as Maeser Ani, where he doesn't have to take up Yerushalayim, but he has to give it to an Ani. He has to give it to an Ani to take. Now, clearly, says the, uh, the Gemara, it's Medai, the fact that Maeser Ani is not listed in one of the Matnas Aniyim that the woman is allowed to eat if her husband will be indigent, must be that by Maeser Ani, the farmer has the right of determination as to what? Which Ani he wants to give it to. And therefore, she wouldn't be allowed to be benefited because it's considered benefiting from the farmer. That's the clear right. That's the clear understanding. So it says more like this, Beloiketani b'Maeser Ani. Doesn't mention Maeser Ani. Ah, we have a Brysa that says, Vatanya b'Brysa over Maeser Ani. So the Brysa actually lists the three, Likachech and Peah, Likachech and Peah the woman can eat from. But it adds a fourth one, it adds Maeser Ani. So Lechayi, the one wants to know what exactly, or, uh, or who are the authors of these, the Mishnah and the Brysa, in order to understand, is there a Machlokas, is there a way to reconcile, how do we understand this discrepancy between the Mishnah and the Brysa? Everybody with me? So, the first uh, answer is going to be, I'm Rabbi Yosef Kasha. It's not difficult. Ha-Rabbi Eliezer, Ha-Rabbonon. The one is going to say, actually, the crux of the machlokas, the fundamental machlokas here, does the form have the right of predetermination, of, uh, of, of not predetermination, of, determ- of it determining which... Ani he wants to give to. That actually is going to be the machlok between the Mishnah and the Brizer. The Mishnah that does not list that the woman can have Maeser Ani clearly learns that the farmer does. Therefore, she'll be benefited from him. The Brizer that says that the far, that she could take it is going to be like a sheet that holds that the farmer cannot determine which Ani and it's going to actually come out being a machlokas between Rebbe Lezer and the Chachomim. Now where do we see this machlokas Rebbe Lezer and Chachomim the one who tie back and match it to the machlokas between the Mishnah and the Bride. So where do we see this? So here's a very interesting thing. In Bayez Sheni there was one of the Kohen Gedolim, Rabbi was called Rabbi Yochanan Kohen Godel. This Rabbi Yochanan Kohen Godel noticed that there was a laxity by the laws of Trumas and Meisers by the Aniyim. So he sent out a group of uh, 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 agents and he did a survey to determine whether or not the um, Amaratsim are following strictly the laws of Trumas and Meisers. And they came back with the following. They came back, the majority of Amaratsim are being scrupulous, are being careful with the laws of Trumas and Meisers, but there was a significant minority that were not. Now, the Truma, they all kept. Truma, they felt, so Tevel is a Chiv Mizbedei Shemaim, even though other levels of, it's also Tevel, but they felt Tevel, we got to go ahead and give. It's only 2%, give it to the Kayan, therefore they were keeping Tevel. The problem is, they were not keeping Maeser Rishon, there was a problem with, and Maeser Rishon, we didn't speak about it before, but it has its own uh, uh, nuance is that when you give the 10% to the Levi, it's still considered to be Tevel 
unless he takes 10% of that, which is called Trumas Meiser, and he's got to give a 10%, it's one one-hundredth of the total amount, but a 10% of his 10%, he has to also give to the Kohen, unless, and that remains... A, the, lady the lady has to give to a Kohen, and therefore, therefore there still were problems, and they were not being careful with it, and therefore, basically, he created a scenario that any time you buy from an Amaretz, you're going to have to separate and tithe a, uh, and, and, and it's called demai. Demai stands for domai. What is it? It's not, it's not clear. It's a suffix what the situation is. Now, what comes out being the scenario? Truma, we don't have to worry about. Truma was taken. Meiser Rishon, you have to be careful with because we can't assume the Meiser Rishon. It's only a me. It wasn't a... Now, Meiser Rishon goes to normally Levim. Now, once you give the Meiser Rishon to the Levi or you separate the Meiser Rishon, a non-Levi is allowed to eat. It's not like Truma that even after you give it, anybody can eat. No, Truma has to be eaten by a Kohen. Meiser Rishon could be eaten by any Levi or not only a Levi, it could be eaten by any Yisrael as well. Which means the following, that when you go into a store of an Amoritz and you purchase and you separate your Meiser Rishon, all right, technically, you are allowed to eat, you would be allowed to, you don't have to give it to him, because, but there is a secondary problem, because in his Meiser Rishon, is one-tenth of that, is, belongs to the cone, which you're not allowed to eat. So you will have to confer and separate from that Meiser Rishon, Trumas Meiser, which that would have to go for the Kohen. Just the original 90%, the Meiser Rishon, the lady cannot demand from you, because it would be a Moti Mechaveiro Alav Haraya. Meiser Sheni, you don't have a choice, because it's, even though it's yours to eat, but it's only yours to eat... If you take it, if you take it up to Yerushalayim, right. Now, in the fourth and sixth year, Meiser Ani. Now, Lechayro, what's going to be the din with Meiser Ani? So now, Meiser Ani, you would have Lechayro, also the same thing. Is if an Ani wants to say that that's mine to have, he'd also have an issue of Hamotzi Mechaveiro Alav Harayim. What's that? Mazarayim is the burden of proof is on the claimant. Meaning, if, if, the, if you want to say that that belongs to the Aniyim, prove that the guy that I bought it from did not separate it. It's a suffix and it's only a mirt, so therefore you could say, But the question is, do you still have to confer the name Meiser Ani, or do you have to separate it first before you can go ahead and eat it? Does it create a problem of Tevel? That's the issue. Now, because even, even if you're allowed to, like, even if you're allowed to eat it, you still have to separate it before, because if you don't separate... Who? Who has to separate it? The, 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 the guy who buys it from the, from the Amaretz. Now, the Meister Rishon you have to separate anyway because you have to remove from it the Trumas Meister. The Trumas Meister is going to have to go to Cohen. The remaining 90% you can eat without having to give it to a Levi because you could say, The situation by the Meister Ani is also... Ani can't say it's mine because it can say, The question is, do you even have to confer on it 
that this is Maeser Ani or not. That's a great title. Now, we're going to see the Ron brings down a, a, a Psukim to prove this point. He says, the, the, the Machlokas over here on Dmai, Dmai means on Suffolk that you brought from an Amoret, doesn't actually have to have a conference of, of Maeser Ani on it or not. It's actually totally in, do I have the right to determine which Ani to give it to? If you have a right to determine which Ani to give it to, so then in such a case, it makes a tevel. And it makes a tevel once you actually either physically separate it, or at least confer the name Meister Ani on it. If you don't have a right to determine which Ani to give it to, so in such a case, it will not become tevel, if, even if you don't confer the name on it. So we're going to have a machlokas, whether or not you need to confer the name Meister Ani on the Meister Ani of Demai or not. And it's going to be a machlokas of Rebbe We're going to see Rebbe says, if you buy Demai from an Amaretz, you don't have to say in your mind or either physically, this is going to the Meister Ani portion. You don't have to say that. You can eat it without even conferring Meister Ani on it. Why? Because again, he must obviously hold that since you don't have a right of determining which Ani it goes to, therefore it doesn't make a tevel. Since it doesn't make a tevel, I mean, that, that's totally whether you are right to confer to determine who it goes to also with a right if you don't separate it would it make a tevil since you don't have a right to determine who does doesn't make a tevil so you don't have to in a case of demai say this is my sa'ani you can eat it even without saying this is the my sa'ani whereas according to the chachamim if you don't proclaim on it that this portion is the my sa'ani you can eat it you don't have to give them you have to say this is going to be the my sa'ani if you don't it still would remain tevil what do we see we have a machlokus over here do you have the right of determination of my sa'ani or not so therefore our Mishnah seems, seems to say you do would follow the Chachamim. The Brisa that lists that the woman is allowed to eat it in the case of the netter holds like a that you don't have to confer because you don't have the right of determination which Ani needs to get it. That's what we're saying. Bottom of Pei Dalmadam. And therefore, going back to our that that, that's, co- that's correct. Let's go on. So, says like this. So, I'm Rabbi Yisraeli Kasha. How Rabbi Yisraeli Rabbi Yisraeli I ain't Adam Tzarek Likros Hashem Al Ma'isa Ani Shaldamai. You walked into a store and you bought uh, from an uh, from an Amaret, and now you have a Sophic. Did he separate the Truma? You don't have to worry about Ma'isa Rishon. You have to worry about. You don't have to give it, but you have to separate it, and you also have to separate the Truma's Ma'isa. All right. If it's a if it's a fourth and a sixth year, you do not have to say in your mind ten percent of this is going to be Ma'isa Ani. You can just go ahead and eat it. You don't even have to confer Ma'isa Ani. Ain't Tzarek Likroshen. You don't have to pronounce the name on any portion of this that it is a Ma'isa Ani. Whereas Rachamim Aimrim. That before you, you don't have to give it to an ani, but before you yourself eat it, what do you have to do? You have to declare that ten percent of this is meiser ani, and then you can go ahead and eat it because. If, if, if in fact the, uh, the Amaharits didn't take it, it's no longer Tevel. Alright? Anybody's allowed to eat my Ani. So why don't you have to give it to an Ani? Because since you don't know what the status is, the Ani would have to prove it in order to collect it. But you still, you do have to confer it the name. Right? You don't have to physically separate. You can just in your mind have it. You cannot physically, and you can go ahead and eat it. Now my love, is it not the following? You're going to go with the Girsa of the Bach. But here's the Bach, it makes it an easier reading. My love, is it not, that Laman de Amar, Aleph in the Bach, Sveiko, Eino, No Tovo, that according to the opinion holds, that it's a Suffolk, did, did, did he separate Maeser Ani or not, does not create a Din Tevo, 
Leis lay tovas hano. It means you don't have a right of determination. Since you don't have a right of determination, the fact that you don't know what the status is doesn't make it render it to be tevel, and therefore you don't have to confer the name on it. The cave and the leis lay tovas hano. And since you don't have a benefit in it, the benefit of determining which ani it should go to, shari lay lisanuye. You, the buyer, can benefit from this mix without even conferring the name on it. And therefore also the woman who made such a nether would be allowed to have in a regular case Meister Oni because it does not have the status of getting it. It's not considered like you're getting it from the farmer because the Torah makes it yours. It's not his right to determine which Oni he wants to give it to. Well, the man to Amar, Koreshem, according to Chacham Shita, that you, the person who buys it, cannot eat from the mix unless you in your mind call or designate a portion of this Meiser Oni, Kastavar Tzveikotobo, holds that in a situation where you're not sure, it would be considered Tevel unless you actually... Did, confer on it the name Maisa'ani. That's the Chacham. That was Chacham Mashita. You have to actually confer on it the shame. That was going to be like our Mishnah. That's why the woman can't eat it. So therefore, Bechol Shesveikotova, when the Suffolk is Tevel, in the case of Demai, it's considered Tevel unless you proclaim the name Maisa'ani. So Isle Tova Sano means you have the right of determination. And the buyer would not be able to benefit from this mix unless he does what? The buyer? The buyer, the guy goes in and buys it from the Amaharet. Would not be able to eat from it unless what? He doesn't have to give it. He has to designate Maeser Ani. And that sheet would also hold that when a woman says, I'm not allowed to get benefit from any human being, so then <coughs> that also, she would not be allowed to eat Maeser Ani. Why would she not allow to eat Maeser Ani? Because the... The, 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 the person who declares that this is my Ani has the right to determine which Ani should do it. And if she eats it, it's considered like she's benefiting from the person who gave it to her and she would not be allowed to do that. That's the way the Gemara wants to say right now. So the Gemara has tied up that there, that there, there is a machlokis between the Mishnah and the Brisa, and that machlokis is based on the machlokis of Eleazar and the Chachamim, which is itself, the Gemara wants to say, based on, do we say that you have a right of determining which Ani gets it and therefore that would affect in the case of Demai, like we're saying, do you have to proclaim the name or not? And also in our case, can the woman eat Maeser Ani in a case where she made a net not to benefit from anybody? That's what we're saying right now. Comes along Abaya, he says, I disagree with you. Says Abaya like this. Amale Abaya. So Abaya said to Rabbi Yosef, I don't agree. The Kula Alma Sveika the Machlok has been relevant in the Chachamim, whether or not you have to proclaim this is my Sa'ani, or not proclaim this is my Sa'ani, is not the way you understood it. Meaning, you understood it, meaning is that, of course, the Amaratsin did not take my Sa'ani, right? Or we, can't, we cannot assume that they took my Sa'ani. And the problem is, therefore, is a Teva without proclaiming it or not, which is dependent on your right of determination. So that's not the Machlokas. What Abai is going to suggest is like this, that what fueled the Amaaretz not taking or taking Trumas Maestras and Maestrani was not based on ignorance, it was based on greed. It was, not, it was based on greed. Now, Maestrani, according to Abaya, the reason why Rebeleza says you don't have to proclaim that it's Maestrani is because we can assume the Ama, that the, the, the Amaaretz did separate Maestrani. Why can you assume he did it? Because there is a loophole. A person can say, you know what, I am making Hefker all my Nechassim. If a person makes Hefker all his Nechassim, then he becomes an Ani. 
And if he becomes an Oni, what is he allowed to do? He's allowed to eat Maeser Oni. So therefore, since what's fueling their decision of whether to separate and designate something is based on greed, the poor, you can assume the Amma Oretz, actually it's not coming from ignorance, it's coming from, he's got, he knows the loophole. And you can assume that he did take Maeser Oni. So when Rabbi Lezer says, you don't have to proclaim that it is Maeser Oni before you go and consume it, it's not because he holds, you don't have the right of determination as the, uh, as the owner of the, uh, of the product, no. He holds that it, it, you do have the right of determination, actually, and it would be problematic, which means Rabbi Lezer and the Chacham can hold like our Mishnah, that when a woman says that I'm not going to eat anything from any human being, she's allowed to eat only, uh, only from uh, people, the Lekot Shecha and Peyash. No, I have Maeser Ani. Why? Because Maeser Ani is coming from the person as the right of determination. Well, then why over here when you buy from an Amma Oritz, do you not have to proclaim that this is Maeser Ani? It's not because because he didn't have the right of determination. It's because you can assume that the Ani did it. Why can you assume the Ani did it according to Belezer? Because the... I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the I'm sorry. You can assume the Amma Oretz separated. Why can you assume he separated? Because he had a loophole that after he separated, he himself can consume it without giving it away. That, and therefore it comes out, you're not actually reconciling the Mishnah and the Braiso by making it a Machlokas Tanoim. Both Tanoim could hold like our Mishnah and the Machlokas between Chachamim is predicated on a different issue on whether or not you, you assume the, Ani made, the, the Amma Oretz made this loophole or did not make the loophole. Not whether or not he has if the he right. Made loophole, then she can have it. If he made this loophole, then the person who buys from an Amma Oretz does not have to separate and can have it. She is not, according to this, she would she not be allowed to. Either way, she's not allowed to. Their machlokas has nothing to do with our Mishnah. Because in our, in our, it would be awesome for her to have it because it could be that everyone agrees that you do have a right to determine who gets it and she wouldn't be allowed to buy it. It doesn't explain the Brisa, but they both could hold like the Mishnah. Right, that's what it's saying. It it like this. Rebeleza Sabar, Lornechshadu Amma Aret, that Amaratim were not uh, suspected of Al Maisa'ani, concerning Maisa'ani. Why not? Came in the Ilu Mafkir Nirse. Because since the Amaret, if he would be Mafkir, what does it mean to be Mafkir? If he would give up all of his assets, have Ani, it would turn him into an Ani. And what happens when he's an Ani? Vishakile, he would then be allowed to go back and do what? Take his stuff. Take his Ani. So he doesn't have a problem doing that because he's not going to lose any assets. 10% of your Nechassim is a tremendous amount of money. But he's not worried about losing 10% of his Nechassim. He's going to go back and take it. Therefore, it's not problematic and you can assume he did it. Right? So therefore, lay slip Seder. He's not going to have any loss. What did the Rabbanon hold? Rabbanon says, no, the guy wouldn't open him up to say, you, in order to be mafkir something, you have to make a de- declaration in front of three people saying, I am mafkir all my nachasim. This guy is going to be afraid to do that. Why would he be afraid to do that? Because in the ten minutes that he's mafkir, anybody could come. It's open season and all his nachasim. This guy is not going to go ahead and do that to gain his 10% back. He might end up losing his 90%. But that's loophole for her, maybe not. How does that help her? Because by him doing that and doing making a half year for those ten minutes, technically it changes the status of. Again, again, we're talking about Amma Oretz. She is not coming to do with Amma. She comes. She's questioning. She's not dealing with Amma Oretz. She's dealing with regular Meiser Ani. It's got nothing. It's, it's not. It's not the connection. A person would not be mafkir exercise this loophole. The mirsas because they would be concerned that what somebody else might come and take. 
Right. Which therefore, no, again, again, the woman, we're not dealing with the woman. That's something that's something another. We're not dealing with the woman. We're not dealing with. So therefore, anybody could come and take it. Therefore, when you go into a store and buy from an amaaret, you need to be concerned that what wasn't taken, according to Rachamim. Meister Ani. That's why you have to go ahead and confer. So the Machlokas, whether or not Rebbe Lezer and Chachamim, whether they hold you have to confer or not confer, is not based on do you have a right of determination or you don't have the right of determination. Everyone holds that you as a farmer have a right to determine which Ani goes ahead and gets it. That's got nothing to do with it. The reason Rebbe Lezer says you don't have to confer is not because it doesn't become Tevel because I don't have a right of determination, which we said that was the... No, it's because you don't have to worry that he never took it. He did take it. Why did he take it? Because he used as a loophole to be able to reclaim it. Chacham say, no, you can't rely on that loophole. You have to assume he did not give Meiser Ani. Why do you have to assume the Meiser? Because he wouldn't use the loophole because that would open him up to losing money if he would do it and he didn't. Now, what about in our Mishnah? Our Mishnah says the woman's not allowed to take Meiser Ani, only like in Shechatea, because it could be everybody agrees, Chacham and Relezer, is that a farmer has the right of determination which Ani it goes to, and therefore she's not allowed to eat. Meister Ani. And I, the Brysa, the Brysa, I don't know what shot in the Brysa, what we don't, we have that, whoever that author is, we haven't identified who the author of the Brysa is. Rava doesn't like it, but for that reason, you're leaving the Brysa hanging. So Rava comes out now with a chap. Rava is based on a Sifri. The Sifri points out, they have two psukim in the Torah that reference giving to the Aniyim. By the way, standard, whenever you talk about Anim, they're also about the Levium, because the Levium didn't really own property. They're also considered to be the rights of claimants of Maeser Ani. The Levi could also take Maeser Ani, because in general, the Levium did not have many assets. They're also considered to be Anim. In one place, it says that when it talks about Maeser Ani, it talks about Hinachto Isham. Hinachto implies what? That what do you do with your Maeser Ani? Hinachto means you leave it. Leave it implies, seems to be saying, you don't have a right of determination. You have to leave it for the Ani to come and take. In the other place, the Pazak says, that you give it. So the Chorah, how do you reconcile? One place seems to be see the farmer has the right to determine, to direct the gift. In one place, the farmer seems to have not have the right to direct the gift. So therefore, what Rav is going to say, actually the Aloha is as follows. In the, uh, when the grain is originally uh, cultiv- uh, processed, it's in the granaries. Out in the granaries, they used to leave it drying out in the field. In, when it's in the fields, then in such a case, you leave it for... The army? Uh, you, you, uh, one second, one second, let me just make sure there's two gears there's two in the room. Let me see which we're going with over here. Is that in such a case... Let's get the right one. Uh... Uh, oh, so like, like this. So in the in the granaries, you have to leave it, and any oni can come and take it. In the granaries, when it starts, the rainy season starts, so you don't leave it lying out in the fields because it's going to get ruined. You bring it into your homes. Once the meiser oni, before it's been given, goes into the homes, at such a case. You don't have to leave it for any Ani to take. You can determine which Ani it comes out. So it comes out very interesting. Is Do you have a right of determination? Depends where it is. If it's in the granaries, 
then you don't. If it's in the home, then you do. Now you can reconcile the Mishnah and the Brisa. Our Mishnah that seems to say that a woman cannot use Maiserishon because it's talking about it's already in the homes. If it's in the homes, for her to go take Maiserishon from the home, you're directly getting it from the person. That would be problematic. The Brisa that adds to the list that she's allowed to have Maiser on it from the granaries because then you don't have the right of the termination. So now it comes out that there's no contradiction. That, I mean, there's no argument between the Mishnah and the Talking about different scenarios, different circumstances. That's what that's what Rob is about to say. So let's see it inside. So Rob says, Rob Amar can the ma'aser ani amischalik b'socha bias. One is talking about the ma'aser ani has been given out, has been divided out when it's already entered into the homes. Dexiva bei nesina because says when asata la levi la ger give it to the ger and the levi or the aniim. You give it. That's the right of determination. Mishumachi aserle. That's the sinuye. That's why he is not allowed to benefit from it, or she would not be allowed to benefit in the case of when such a neder was made, because it's directly getting it from the farmer. One is talking about when it's being divided up and it's still in the granaries, it's still out in the, in the, in, in being drying out in the fields. You shall leave it within your gates. Shari You're allowed to get benefit from it and it would not be problematic in such a case. And therefore, in, su- in such a case, she would not only be able to take a but she would also be able to take the Meiser Adi. So that's basically reconciling. It comes out, according to Rava, we've reconciled the Mishnah and the Brisa. That was in the Mishnah and the Brisa, or how it affects Rava. And the, uh, he's not dealing with Machlok bin Reliezer and uh, the Chachamim, which way you understand the Machlok. It could be either way, but it doesn't have to be that the one mission is only going like one sheet to the bride's going like other sheet. No, it doesn't have to be that way. They both hold the same thing, just at different times. Uh, Maisa Ani could be belonging to the farmer's right to determine who wants to give it to, and sometimes of the year it could not be. Jomostop over here.